Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 39 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom you will teach us today. Help us learn what you desire for us to learn. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in Mark chapter 11, Jesus and his disciples were near Jerusalem when Jesus told two of his disciples to go ahead of him to get a colt and bring back to him. He would ride into town on the colt for the first Palm Sunday ever. We see God's omniscience here as Jesus knew there was a colt ready for him and where to find it. And through the disciples' obedience to the Lord, they found the colt and took it back to Jesus. I imagine they may have thought it would have been somewhat strange for them to take something that didn't belong to them. They must have wondered how it would go. However, they were obedient to Jesus. We can see that even though we may think something may not look easy, our obedience to God will be rewarded. In verses 20 through to 24, Jesus talks about faith. He taught his disciples how to be successful in prayer by telling them to constantly have faith. As we read God's word, we read about his promises and can replace the enemy's lies with these truths. This is a great reminder for us to write down Bible verses on note cards and keep them with us throughout the day. I hope you will take the time to do this and experience the fruit of God's word in your life. Lastly, we can pray for God to increase our faith and believe he will answer our request. He will give us more faith out of his abundant storehouses in heaven. This kind of faith that moves mountains as Jesus told his disciples. Well, let's see what's happening in Romans chapter 11. Paul writes about the fortunate gift of Jesus' sacrifice given to the Gentiles because the Israelites rejected it. He tells them, or us, as the case may be, not to become haughty in receiving it or stand in judgment against the Israelites. If God's people would not have rejected Jesus, we would likely have not had the opportunity to receive him as our Savior. Paul also writes that God will make a way for the Israelites one day, not because they deserve it, but because God promised it long ago. And God is faithful. He is faithful to all his promises. His chosen people remain his chosen people. We are simply fortunate to be grafted into the fold. In verse 18, he writes, Do not boast over the branches and pride yourself at their expense. If you do boast and feel superior, remember, it is not you that support the root, but the root that supports you. We can be thankful for God's faithfulness to his people and to us. He made a way for us to be his, and he will make a way for his chosen people to be his one day as well. He doesn't have to, but it is his plan and he won't take it back. We can rejoice in the last verse, verse 36, which says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. For all things originate with him and come from him and all things live through him and all things center in and tend to consume, consummate and to end in him. To him be the glory, amen, so be it. We are God's, as is everyone and everything. Let's see what's happening in Exodus chapter 27. 
The Lord continues to give instructions to Moses about how to construct every part of the tabernacle. His last instructions included the provision for pure olive oil to light the tabernacle and when to keep that light burning. First, it was all the Israelites' job to provide pure virgin olive oil, pressed in a certain way to keep it pure, pure light unto the Lord and pure so there wouldn't be smoke from the burning of it. I've read about the processing of olive oil, and it is likened to the body of Christ, which was pressed and broken for us. The word Gethsemane means olive press. The Garden of Gethsemane likely had an oil press in it and was where Jesus prayed before taken to be crucified. God's perfection and grace are seen in this parallel between the olive oil preventing darkness through the night and God's son, who was the light of the world. Second, Aaron's tribe, the Levites, were tasked with keeping the lamps burning throughout the night, ensuring there was always light in God's presence. Now, Jesus' light burns bright in believers' heart, and his light will not be extinguished. Chapter 8 contains instructions for Levi and his sons, what they would wear, how their garments would be made, and the significance of each piece of their garment. God called them sacred garments, and they were considered holy by the Lord. Verses 29 and 30 are underlined in my Bible and say, So Aaron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart when he goes into the holy place to bring them in continual remembrance before the Lord. In the breastplate of judgment, you shall put the Urim and the Thummim, unspecified articles used when the high priest asked God's counsel for all of Israel, they shall be upon Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord, and Aaron shall bear the judgment, writes judicial decisions of the Israelites upon his heart before the Lord continually. So Aaron wore the names of each of the tribes on his heart when he went before the Lord. He was also to wear a plate of gold with the words holy to the Lord on it. Our God is holy. All the instructions he gave Moses for the tabernacle and the ministers in the tabernacle were to keep the place he would dwell holy so he could dwell among them. God deserves our honor and reverence for he is the only true God. May we offer him the reverence he is due with our worship of him today and every day. Let's see what David writes about today in Psalm 39. David writes about the sin of the tongue, our words. He likely had said something he shouldn't have said, not unlike we do today. It appears he took an oath of silence for a time because he recognized the sin that came out of his mouth. He also recognized himself being a self-confident fool. And isn't that the way we show up sometimes when we speak? In his remorse, he writes wisdom, wisdom about the brevity of our lives. Verse 5 says, Behold, you have made my days as short as hand breaths, and my lifetime is as nothing in your sight. Truly, every man at his best is merely a breath. He felt his insignificance, not unlike we feel at times as well. Still, his hope is in God. In verse 7, he writes that his hope and expectation are in God. Our hope and expectation are in God as well. Not in ourselves, for we cannot count on ourselves, just as David writes. Let us hope in God today and allow him to continue to do a work in us as he promises to do. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, help us lean into you today. Help us know where our help comes from. 
Our hope and our help is in you. Lead and guide our hearts, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word. 